Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. My name is Jason Newland. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. Uh, oh yeah, my website's jasonnewland.com. It's Tuesday the 27th of December 2022. I can't believe it. I've got the light on, right? Like, look, it just, well, I don't know why I'm surprised, but it feels like it's about 6 o'clock and it's only 19 minutes past 3 in the afternoon. And I'm about to draw the curtains. Now, I could have the lights on with the curtains open because it's not dark outside, it's just dark inside. But I don't, I don't know, just people can see in, can't they? When you put your lights on, they can see what you're doing, and I don't want to see what people see and people, yeah, I don't want to see people seeing. I don't want people watching me. Not, not that they'd be watching me, but. If they chose to watch me, they could, and I don't want people to know what I do when I'm doing, while I'm making these, not while I'm making the podcast, but I don't, it would look weird seeing me, it looks like I'm talking to myself, which I kind of am, kind of. They don't realise that at least four people listen to this online when I finished. What's in my basket? Oh, okay. So I've had to order a mouse. Which is weird because we actually have mice in the building. But I've had to order a mouse for my laptop because the mouse on the laptop, you know, the, the mouse, I don't know what you call it, the pad, the pad thing, is pretty rubbish. Which I don't understand because it's a really good laptop. Frustrating. I mean, it should be just the most basic thing in the world. For the mouse to work, shouldn't it? Anyway, so I've had to get myself order a, a mouse. I think it's a, is it wireless? It's a Dell, so I've got a Dell laptop. It's a Dell Premier MS7421W rechargeable wireless mouse. So I've got that coming. Now I haven't got a mouse mat. I don't really know um, I don't know whether or not the table will be fine whether I need a mat or not just have to wait and see but it is a little bit I don't know it's getting to the point where I'm thinking about getting a monitor but then if I get a monitor and I've got a mouse 
then I might as well just have a, a computer. Like, I might. What's the point of having a laptop? It's no longer a laptop, is it? Not that I use a laptop on my lap. I used to when I was younger. But I don't know. I mean, it's a powerful computer, and it's a powerful. I got a, a, a decent one because of the editing I need to do. So I need to be able to do lots of things at the same time and without it going slow or cutting out or breaking. I've worn out a few computers over the years. But I just didn't expect the, the mouse to just be rubbish. It works fine sometimes, but other times it's just... And I know not everybody likes to use a mouse. You know, not everybody, you know, some people don't ever use a mouse because they're, they've got touchscreen. Now, I've got a touchscreen on that, that laptop as well. So it's both touchscreen and a laptop. The iPad's got a touchscreen, but I've also got uh, a keyboard for the, for the iPad, which has got a, like a little mouse track thing, mouse pad, but I don't use it. Usually, I just just use my fingers. But it kind of defeats the object of what I'm... Okay, maybe not so much now, but what I was trying to aim at doing, where I could perhaps go travelling in the future and just take my laptop and do everything. Do everything I need to do with the laptop as far as editing and all that but you know if I get myself a, a monitor and then you know you can't carry a monitor around with you it's yeah I don't know and the screen isn't that big I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a decent size but it's not big and but we'll see I'm not going to rush into anything just see how it goes I got the mouse and I'm hoping that will solve that problem and then see what happens after that uh, still in the process of making and uploading YouTube videos now something quite strange has happened I've got um Basically, I've got an increase in subscribers because I was doing, I was, I was getting like one a day over the last couple of weeks, which is good. You know, it's not a lot, but it's still nice. But then. Um, so according to this 25th of December I had 804 subscribers 26th I had 807 <sighs> oh blimey I um, just went downstairs I set a phone call so I just um, yeah had a phone call so I had to answer it 
So I just went downstairs for a couple of bits, a couple of minutes. Oh, I'm out of breath. I've been running after that dog. Oh. It's weird because I took him downstairs with me and he's playing with the other dog. The other dog's huge compared to him. He's like a horse. If you do that again, you're going to have to... No, you have to go into the bedroom. Sorry, mate. Can't have you doing that. You're a naughty boy. But then what happened is... They went in the garden, had a play together. And that was nice. They enjoyed that didn't last for long because he the other dog's quite old and he he runs out of energy quite quickly oh I'm back again I can't believe it Inter too many interruptions I've just put Vinny back into the bedroom that's where he was when I started this recording yeah, he was actually asleep on the bed uh, he looked up at me and I said, I'll oh, just be an hour and I'll be back. And I closed the door and then I closed the living room door. And then I got the phone call and... <sighs> it's nearly an hour when I started this recording. I'm only about ten minutes in. It's crazy. Crazy, I tell you. Anyway, there was this point when I was downstairs with Vinny and I'm holding him because I decided to bring him back upstairs. And he starts struggling to get out, get away from me. And starts going like that, like really vicious. And I'll be honest, if he bites me, like proper bites me, I'm probably going to have to get rid of him. I can't allow a living being to hurt me. I just have a... I have a rule. And I know he's young and he's a, still a little kid. And I just... Hopefully he won't. I mean, he snapped at me. What on earth was that noise? But if he, like, really, you know sends me to hospital with a dog bite then I don't know what I'm going to do it's uh, I probably won't want him around mm. but then I think back to Andre and Andre used to draw blood he used to try and when I first got him he used to try and kill me he hated me Andre did for the first couple of weeks absolutely hated me Honestly, I'd pick him up and he'd try and bite me. It, well, he did bite me. He didn't just try. He did bite me and he drew blood. And he, he had... I mean, his, his teeth were like needles. And it was only... And I kept picking him up. He kept going, all, like, get off me, get off me. You're not my real dad. You're not my real dad. Get off me, get off me. And he kept running away and didn't want me near him. And then eventually, uh, I've told this story before, but one night I was watching the boxing 
Saturday night. I had my dressing gown on and he just climbed up my leg and climbed up my sleeve of my left arm and went to sleep. And from then on, we were good. From that moment onward, he didn't... The only time he bit me was playing or the occasional snap, like, you know, perhaps if I picked him up when he was asleep and he didn't realise what was happening or whatever, or put him on a roller coaster, and he's like, yeah, and then he's like, oh, that'd be it. And we got on great after that. So it took a couple of weeks with him, but he was a baby. He was literally still with his brothers and sisters until he came with me. You know, he wasn't long having had his eyes open and just, you know, tiny little thing. Now, I think one of the problems with Vinny is, and I was just discussing this with my friend, he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know, he has, he's not settled. I'm the fourth place that he's lived. He's also got my friend downstairs. He doesn't know if he lives there or not because he's there a bit, quite a bit. He really likes my friend. He really likes the dog more than probably anyone else. Loves the dog down there. So he doesn't, it's like he doesn't really know who's his owner or who's his, I don't like the word owner really. The idea of owning a living being doesn't really fit well. Fit well, sit well with me, but as far as being his dad, he doesn't know. But he does a few little things that show that he's starting to get attached to me. Um, a couple of things is he sort of he wakes me up in the morning licking my face and you know he lets me know when he wants to go out for a walk he whines a bit too much and I don't really know kind of what it's for he'll whine and I'll go and say do you if I go to touch him he'll run away so he wants to play but sometimes he'll let me touch him which I'm guessing he either wants affection or he wants to go to the toilet so you know it's it's a guesswork it's guesswork at the moment another two things he did that has kind of shown or three things actually um, one is Earlier today, I went to the petrol station for my friend that's not very well, so I went and got him some stuff from the petrol station. I left Vinny here with him and the other dog. Now, he loved being there. He loved, and apparently they went to sleep together. It was only an hour or whatever, but they, they cuddled together and went to sleep. But as soon as I knocked on the door and came in, Vinny went crazy and basically jumped into my arms and was all like kissing me and that so I think he was pleased to see me which is nice he did the same thing last week when I was in hospital all night long 
long. Hello, dancing on the ceiling. Um, he was it. I went about a uh, quarter to twelve in the evening, and I got back about half three, four o'clock in the afternoon the next day. And he went absolutely berserk when he saw me. So that kind of shows maybe he's, you know, getting a little bit attached to me, a little bit maybe. And then just now he, he was struggling to get out of my arms, so I let him down. And he was biting, uh, he'd, uh, my friend's dog was eating a bone. And Vinny went over to him. And the other dog growled and looked at him, gave him a look, and he backed off. And I picked him up and he clung to me. Vinny did. So, so okay. He's been told off by the other dog, but he's clinging to me now. So, I don't know. I think it's... When he goes downstairs, it's a novelty. Well, not novelty, but he it's like a holiday, I guess. And he's having the time of his life with the other dog. And I suppose being with me is a bit boring. Yet important at the same time. Because there's that stability that he's going to have over the next, well, over his lifespan, over our lifespan, because... We'll both be getting old together. And. Yeah. I guess he'll just get used to it. He'll get used to being here. He'll get used to. Living here. And. At night. He's really good though. Like. The other night. He was a bit. Barky. At three o'clock in the morning. But Generally. I mean, like, like, for example, last night, he was in his bed next to me in the settee. So he's got his bed. Like, I've got this... Um, I should take a picture of it, actually. Him in there. It's like a tartan small dog bed. It's perfect size for him. Absolutely perfect. It's the smallest they had. And he, he basically... That's his. That's his place where he sleeps. Now, normally, well, sometimes he'll get off and he'll he'll follow me around wherever I go. And then he'll maybe sleep at the bottom of the bed or maybe cuddle up. He likes to likes to cuddle up behind me. So if I'm, let's say, facing the wall, he likes to snuggle up against my back. I just hope I don't roll over on him because he's got no chance if that happens. <laughs> so, um, I have a flat dog. So, I don't know. It's, um, last night he didn't even get out of his bed. So, I'm going to bed now. And he just like, yeah, so, what are you telling me for? Come back when you've got something interesting to say. Okay, that's a bit bit rude a little bit rude but un, un, uncalled for I would say so yeah 
Hmm, we'll just have to wait and see. It's been three weeks. And is it two weeks or three weeks? I am not sure. I honestly don't know. I'm genuinely not sure if it's, I think it's been three weeks. So I'll just have to wait and see what happens. Hopefully, he'll calm down a bit. He, when there's someone at the door, he can't stop it. He has to just go berserk. And the, the, I'm pretty sure he reaches a, a, a frequency of sound that's never been recorded before. It's so high pitched. It it's it's painful. It sounds it's painful to listen to, and it sounds like he's in pain. It's so high pitched. He isn't. He's just at the door. Like someone at the door, Dad. Is someone at the door? Is someone at the door? Like yeah, I know. In fact, the whole of this area. The whole of this town knows that there's someone at my door. How's that, Dad? Because of you. Oh. But I'm a guard dog. I don't need a guard dog. But I'm letting you know someone's at the door. That's what I have my ears for. My ears tell me. I can hear when someone's at the door. You know, maybe when I'm maybe older and maybe my hearing's less than it is now. I might need a dog to tell me when there's someone at the door, but, uh, you know, not sure, not sure. I know what he needs though, what he really, really, really needs, what he really needs. He needs space to run. He needs a big old garden to run around. And he needs a, a, like a little dog flap so he can come in and out of the, the house and just do whatever he wants to do. I think he'd be happy. In fact, he might even be happy if he had another dog with him. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But he's he needs a garden. It's something I'm gonna I'm gonna look at doing in the future. It's not going to be in the near future, but it will be at some point. Uh, long term, he needs a big, not just a garden, he needs a big garden where he can just run and run and run and run. And because he's so tiny, it doesn't have to be that big, really. <laughs> I mean, in the garden downstairs, it's a shared garden, but he runs in circles. But it's shared, and if anyone opens a gate, he's off. Uh, so there's no I can't relax and just let him out there I have to monitor his behaviour he also tries to get into the neighbour's cat flap he looks there he actually looks and the cat looks through the glass and he looks through the glass at the cat and I don't think they want to be friends they don't look like they want to go to the movies together so just going to wait and see what happens but I hope that he starts to 
just get settled. Maybe once he's settled, his he'll become more emotionally settled, perhaps, and that will be a good thing. I hope. So what was I even saying before I was interrupted? Oh yeah, it's so the stats for the stats, the subscriptions or subscribers for my pod for my YouTube channel has gone up. It's now eight hundred nine, and it's eight hundred. I don't know, eight hundred nine isn't a lot, but it was eight hundred four two days ago. So it's it's just weird how it's grown. Blimey, that was a boring, that was a boring paragraph, that was, wasn't it? Very, very boring. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So I've had 17 new subscribers in the last 28 days. And I'm still making new videos, still uploading new videos, scheduled for all the way up to the 22nd of January I've got at least one video being released and I've got at least two videos being released all the way up to the 11th of January so by tomorrow I'll probably have at least two videos being released all the way up to the 22nd of January and then I'll start to look at more other ones and start to sort of figure out what ones I'm going to put through there and upload but I've also been releasing the let me boy to sleep recordings as well as a video like making a video and uh, probably doing it and some background music and stuff so I've been doing that last three days so it's it's all right just uh, just doing it's, it's it's about for me I know I just have to be patient that's all that's all it is just being patient it's YouTube unless you're famous or you know really famous is the only way really to or maybe you've got another channel that's popular generally a new channel doesn't become popular like overnight in a sense of it can grow from being average to popular very quickly you know it gets momentum and that happened with my my the best YouTube channel I had it really gained momentum in about 2011 and then it started growing in the next two years I it was growing and growing and it was it was going well actually it's going well So, and I deleted it unfortunately so there you go so I don't know how that would have been now if it was still going now the same YouTube channel and I'd continued 
to make videos throughout that whole decade. It's been like nine years pretty much since I deleted that channel, that YouTube channel. Um, I reckon I might have had quite a, quite a decent subscription. So, but it's going okay, you know? I mean, yesterday, and it's really, these are such tiny numbers. So, by telling you this, I'm not bragging, obviously, because it's not something to brag about. Because it's tiny amounts of people watching my YouTube channel, watching the videos. But it's grown from 84 on Sunday, Monday was 128. So, you know, that's quite a big rise, percentage-wise. And I'm just going to see how it goes. Just see how it goes. I'm going to continue to do it for the next year. That's my plan. So 2023, I'm just going to continue to make new videos out of the podcasts that I do. And... But make it into a nice video rather than just a static picture. And I'm also looking to... I've got some other ideas which is going to involve a fair bit of work but I think it's going to be worth it and it'll be something different from what I'm already doing so I'm going to be making some very long videos and also going to be playing around with different background music and sorting out background music without copyrights because the music I use on my podcast is copyright free. The music I use on my YouTube videos is different music for the background. And it's from a different website. It's supposed to be copyright free. But I am getting copyright... Not strikes, but... Uh, I forget what they call it, but copyrighted anyway uh, what do they call it copyright claims I've had copyright claims I click on that copyright protected content found the owner allows the content to be used on YouTube what that means as far as I'm aware is it's not going to affect my channel so I'm not going to lose my channel because of it but I won't be able to monetize the video but I think they can monetize the video. So they can put adverts on the video and make money from my video because it's got their music. But it hasn't got their music because the music is copyright free because I've got it off a website that allows that. So it's, it's a weird one, really. Uh, plus, I haven't got any adverts on my videos Anyway, so my videos are not monetized at this point. Uh, I, I hope that by the end of next year, maybe they will be. I don't know. It just depends. Depends on uh, how how well things go for the YouTube channel. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking to progress with this. 
I found a little uh, a way of doing things now and it's okay for now if that makes sense I'm going to be improving what I do and uh, yeah I, mean, I might even look at at creating my own background music because I know pretty much what I want and I think I could probably put together a it won't be like any f phenomenal music it's not going to win any awards but it will be I think it will be acceptable for what I do and you might think well are you a musician? No, I'm not a musician, but I have played musical instruments in the past. And I've had a few organs. I've played on a few organs. I've had um, a few keyboards over the years. I don't really know much about that, but I used to play the violin. I used to play the bugle. I used to play the drums. I used to play the glockenspiel. And I used to, I used to have a guitar, and I tried to play that. I, I could do the basic chords, and I could do a little bit of uh, playing. And I've actually got a ukulele. But it's up, it's not it's upstairs. It's not upstairs. It's here. I forget where I am. It's upstairs. No, I don't have an upstairs. This is one level. There are stairs. I know that because I, I got to know them very very intimately last week. Well, my back did. So, I know what I want from background music. I can almost do a tune and just like, this is what I want. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Downtown. Do, 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 do. Maybe not that one. But you know, I know it's, it's just basically almost monotone, boring music. That's what I really want for what I do. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of the background sound and music for uh, on YouTube that I found, or um, the ones that I found on the website that I've been using is a little bit faster than I'd like it to be but it is at a very low level it says you can hear it but it's very low very low it's really, it really is background so yeah there's a lot to do there's a lot to do and it'll be good I think it'll be cool. I mean, today, as I said, I ordered my mouse, so that should get here tomorrow. How many days have we got until the end of the month? 27, Tuesday, so it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And that's it. Four more days. Four more days. And then it's January 2023. 2023, did you say? Yes, 2023. 
Wow. 2023. You know, I remember um, the first Christmas. Last Christmas. The first Christmas that I... Kind of as an adult, I remember that Christmas. I do. My squeaky chair. I'm have a quick drink. So there was two Christmases, one after each other, where seventeen. Yeah, yeah. The first one was when I was sixteen. I'm guessing I must have turned 17, yeah, before Christmas, I was 17, I was living above the chip shop, and I was working at the chip shop full time, so Christmas came, it was busy, Christmas period and all that stuff, uh, I don't know, I'm guessing probably open Christmas Eve, and then close, and that was it for a couple of days, Maybe three days, I've got, I can't remember. And I didn't go anywhere. I was there at Christmas. Now, I don't know if I was invited or not. I don't remember. But I stayed at home the whole of Christmas. I don't remember being invited anywhere. As I said, it doesn't mean I wasn't. It just, um, yeah, it was weird times at that time. So I, I didn't have any family. I, did, I had my dad and I had my nanny and granddad, but that was it. That's all I had. Everyone else had gone. So both my older brothers had gone. My stepnan had gone. My stepmum had gone. My little brother had gone. Everyone, like, left the town. So all I had, family-wise, was just my dad and my nan and granddad. I didn't see my dad very often. And I didn't... I did go and see my nan, like, once or twice a week. Uh, but that was it. But I didn't really have, you know, at that time, didn't have a lot of contact with anyone. So I remember it was weird because the town, I was living in this little sleepy town. And I didn't know what to do. I had a little black and white television in my flat upstairs. So watching television wasn't the most exciting thing in the world. And I think I had it at the bottom of my bed. I lived in one room in order to keep warm. I think I sold most of my furniture, so I didn't have anything. Just a bed, pretty much is all I had. And it was, yeah, I did. I probably, I must have had some food, something up there. But I remember going to the off-license and buying one or maybe two bottles of uh, 
Bacardi and a couple of bottles of Coke, like big bottles of Coke. And I was just drinking. And that was kind of what I did for those two days. I just drank. I think I might have had some lagers as well. And I was just drinking during that period. Now, I don't... I think I was wandering around the streets drunk. Because I ended up... I don't know how this happened. Generally don't know how this happened. But I ended up in a customer's house. A regular customer invited me to have dinner. I think it was, it was either Christmas dinner or it was Boxing Day dinner. I don't It might have been Christmas dinner. Now, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have invited myself. But I wouldn't rule it out. It's possible I might have done. I don't think I would have done, though. But they invited me. You know, they deserved we got plenty of food and I knew I pretty much knew the man and his wife and their their old not old son but it was their son and he was a bit older than me so I knew them because they came in regularly and I might have known him from school maybe he was a few years older than me he might have been friends with my older brother or something I, I can't remember but I did like know him I think he was friends with my brother in fact and they lived around the corner from where we I used to live when I was growing up. So I went round their house for dinner, for lunch. And I just remember it. I just, I don't, it's very foggy memory. I'll be honest, it's a very foggy memory. And I remember the, the lad, the, the son, who was, you know, probably a few years older than me. He was sitting on the floor listening to Michael Jackson album, the the bad album, and he was listening to I can't just can't stop loving you, but he had headphones on. I think I must have asked him what he was listening to, either that or he just didn't have the headphones plugged in, didn't realise. But I, we were all, we were all listening to it, and um. I'm not sure, but I remember that, and that was weird. I just wondered, did I invite myself? And if I did, that's proper cheeky, isn't it? It's infringing upon someone's Christmas. I mean, come on. That's that's low even for me. That's no, not low for me. I've done worse. But... I can't imagine I would have done it. I think I must have just been a bit drunk or just wandering around. And I think that they were just going for a walk and they said, what are you doing? I said, nothing. And we used to have this seating area across the road from the shop, from the chip shop. And I was probably just sitting there, bored. I just didn't know what to do. And yeah, so that was that was weird, weird Christmas that was. I was almost grateful for going back to work because then I had something to do. 
Because when I wasn't working, that was a bit of high pill. When I wasn't working, I I didn't do much, really. And I worked fairly long hours, really. And I wasn't like 100 hours a week or anything silly like that, but I was working six days a week. I'd have Sunday off, but I was pretty much, I think I was working every day, I think. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And... I think for the first year I was at college one day a week, so I was then I was working the rest of the days, so apart from Sunday. But I'm just trying to remember, I didn't do much. What I did really want, what I really, really wanted, is to be an entrepreneur I wanted to sell stuff I wanted to be successful I wanted to be rich but it wasn't just about the money it was I wanted to I wanted to be good at something that was kind of my dream it's it's kind of been my dream my whole life because I believe if you're good at something everything else comes you know, everything else that you need will come. If you're really, really good at something, I'm still waiting to find something that I'm good at. I was like, there'll be something. And I've been looking, I looked for years and years, and going back to when I was a kid, I figured that and I realised a long time ago, maybe not when I was a kid, but I realised as an adult, yeah, pretty much, that I can be good at something but not interested in it. And if I'm not interested in it, I can't keep, I can't keep it going. I can't, I can't do it. It's, it's like a pretend. Or, okay, if I'm not, enjoying something then it's hard to be interested in it if I'm not enjoying it it's hard to, I find it hard to be motivated and I don't mean enjoying every single aspect because you know in reality is not every job or not every even a hobby not every part of it's going to be enjoyable I mean you can absolutely love your child uh, and enjoy being a mother or a father, but changing their smelly, pooey, you know, nappy or diaper or whatever, that's, that's not a place, not an enjoyable experience, is it? It can't be. I've done it. I know it's not. I mean, my little brother, I remember changing his when he was, he was about 13. <laughs> It was like, you almost taste it. It's like, oh, mm, horrible. But you kind of, well, you know, not every, not everything is, is wonderful about any one thing. You know, whatever it is you do, I think it's, there's got to be some things that are maybe not as, not hugely enjoyable part of it. 
which is fine, I accept that. But it's got to be predominantly an enjoyable experience if I'm going to be any good at something I need to enjoy it otherwise I won't do it I need to get something out of it otherwise I won't do it and I'm not talking about money I'm talking about satisfaction uh, feeling that I'm doing something worthwhile and I got that in the past when I did karate probably the first time Apart from actually, when I used to read, I really felt that I was accomplishing something, but it was more personal for me. I don't know, I don't know what I thought I was gaining, but I loved reading. Absolutely loved reading. And then I started singing and writing songs, and again, it was. I wanted to be good at it. I wasn't any good at it, but I wanted to be good at it. And maybe had I stuck at it, I might have become good at it. I don't know. I might not have done. Me, don't know. But um, you know, it's I, I might have at least become the best version of of myself as a singer songwriter. But I didn't really have the the motivation for that I had little fleeting moments where I'd write songs and record some songs I did a few little bits here and there over the years but never never motivated no, never disciplined enough to actually say well I'm gonna I'm gonna learn to play the piano like properly learn it I'm gonna take piano lessons and I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to learn, you know, everything about the piano and I'm going to become a singer-songwriter like someone that plays the piano and sings. I'm trying to think of someone. There's lots, isn't there? Lots of, lots of different ones. So I clearly wasn't motivated enough to do that because I bought pianos. Well, I bought a piano once. So I gave it back a week later. This is back too far. It's a long time ago. I just like I think I bought it on a credit card, and I thought, "What have I done? Buyer's remorse. Buyer's remorse." And I took it back, and I lost about two hundred pound on it. It was it was literally days, only days apart. But hey, so. I think karate was the first thing that I really felt any kind of accomplishment at. And it wasn't because I was good. I was okay. I I could see that I could improve and I was improving. And every grading I did I got a first class pass. Now you can generally you can't get above that, but you can you can in the event of you can skip a grade now someone else did that at the, uh, my first grading which was annoying they skipped a grade because they were so good so you know I, I was like I've got a first class pass 
And he was like, yeah, I, I skipped a grade. Uh, fair enough. But he was my friend, so I was, I was pleased for him, to be fair. I really liked him, so... Uh, he he was he was good so he deserved it and I was pleased with my result I got first class because I think like third, second, first class I never got a first class in anything academic ever never got a top grade ever in any academic thing I've ever done but I got a first class in the karate and I did four four gradings I think in karate and I got first class in all of them and then when I was in my 40s I did taekwondo I started taekwondo when I was about 40 40 yeah 41 and I think I did three or four gradings there and I got first class in each one of those as well so 25 years later, or 30 years later, I'm still getting first class. It's like, yay! It's not bad, is it? No, I can't kick for toffee anymore. I'm just, my back, not, not with a fractured back, not just that, but just generally. The last time I went to Taekwondo is... probably 2014 it's quite a long time ago and I had to leave because I was in too much pain with my back now I didn't know I had arthritis but it was it was too much now I don't know after regularly exercising a lot of walking uh, weights and stuff whether my back could now take that kind of exercise with kicking and stuff I don't know I might find out this year coming because I don't know just I need to do some kind of exercise and I remember my dad saying why do you always do stuff that involves punching and kicking and violence and I said well, it's not violent it's it's training it's it's exercise but it's interesting for me going to the gym lifting weights or running around a track it's boring I mean I do lift weights but it's the idea and, and the thing is I'm not a big fan of the old show offs in gyms uh, you know, you get like a bunch of young lads all like showing off their muscles and, and you know, trying to outdo each other on the bench presses. And, and I had that at school. I used to go to the, the gym around the corner from where I lived. And there used to be these kids in the year below me. And it was all the tough kids and they were like bench pressing. And like... I got nothing to prove to anyone even back then I didn't care you know I just it was about pushing my body and I was super fit at that time because I, well, I was young and I, I enjoyed exercising I used to go running every day 
I used to do karate two, three times a week, and I'd go to the gym sometimes every day. So I'd, you know, and it wasn't just I like done a running machine or exercise bike or whatever. It was just good. So I got a free pass, you see, because. Again, I told this story. That it's, I told all my stories, really. Is uh, me and my friend Dean. I think it was Dean. I might have been a different friend, but we were walking past that shop, and it was right next to the laundrette. It was on the corner, and there was this bloke struggling to get this carpet out. And I, and I said, do you want to end? And he said, yeah. He said, I said, well, I'll give you a hand. Because um, I said, well, what is it? He said, oh, it's a gym. I said, well, I'll give you a hand to move the stuff in if you give me free membership. And he said, okay. So I did that. So I don't know if it was free for a year for me or whatever, but I did start to pay at some point. Yeah, I did when I was about 16. But this is when I was about 14, so by the time I was 16, 17, I had to pay to go there. And, yeah, it was cool. But then I had my own weights in my kind of like a makeshift gym at the bottom of the garden. I had two punch bags, I had bench, bench press, uh, barbells, dumbbells, punching, punch gloves, punch gloves, boxing gloves. Uh, nunchucks yep I had nunchucks I had two sets I had plastic ones and wooden ones now those wooden ones hurt the amount of times I bashed my elbow practicing with those nunchucks was ridiculous absolutely ridiculous I I had all kinds of stuff I had throwing stars I used to order stuff Not I nearly said online there was no online back then I used to order stuff out of the uh, martial arts magazines and then once my dad took me and I don't remember anyone else coming with us maybe my little brother but I'm pretty sure it's just me my stepmom and my little brother took us to London and took me to some martial arts shops and he bought me some shoes like kung fu shoes and some kung fu trousers these black trousers basically like Bruce Lee from Men of the Dragon those, those type of trousers baggy ones so baggy trousers and, and kung fu shoes and I think I got a couple of throwing stars from there as well brilliant it was one of my best days out ever it really was so yeah that was cool so at that time I really believed that that was going to be my life martial arts was going to be my life and I had books on different kung fu styles monkey boxing shaolin kung fu uh, i even started use learning how to use different weapons the bow which is the stick 
um, I went to some martial art, uh, went to a course on that. It was only a day course, but um, that was really good fun. And I decided I wanted to move to Australia and learn monkey boxing. Well, it's kung fu, but monkey boxing. And you don't actually box with monkeys. It's like a monkey style, almost like drunken monkey. And uh, you have to watch some of the old kung fu movies to see. Uh, Bruce Lai, L-I, he's in a lot of those kinds of movies. Jackie Chan was in Drunken Master and I'm pretty sure there's some monkey style boxing in that as well anyway I wanted to go to Australia and live there and train and learn monkey boxing and then things the family kind of dissolved and my dreams kind of dissolved with them in a sense I just had to focus on working and eating and that stuff. It's weird. I mean, I know I was in fantasy land thinking about going abroad and learning to be a kung fu master and stuff, but there's no reason why it had to be fantasy. I mean, I could have done it. I could have done it at a later stage. I could have saved up. I had a proper paying job by the time I was 18 and I had some crappy paid jobs but I've had a few proper paid jobs over the years where I could have just stuck to the job I didn't enjoy the jobs that I was doing but they were okay paid and I could have saved some money aside and then gone to Australia or gone to China and become a student and done Kung Fu but that spark had gone. That, that, I don't know what it was, but it was almost distinguished. Distinguished? Extinguished. And it was gone. Gone. And it never really came back. I mean, it, it did in a sense of, I've done, in 2004 I did Wing Chun Kung Fu for about a year and a half. I uh, did Taekwondo for a, a couple of years and I did boxing for about a year and a half, a couple of years. So I've done stuff as an adult, but it was never my life. When I was at school, when I was doing karate, that was my life. That was all I thought about day and night. And everything connected with it, including watching every martial arts movie I could get, which is kind of standard for most kids that get into martial arts. They, they, they'll just, it's a rite of passage. You just watch every single, no matter how rubbish it is, you watch every single kung fu movie. And there's a hell of a lot more now than there was back then. Because martial arts movies weren't even popular back then they went through a bit of a popularity with Bruce Lee and then when Bruce Lee passed away there was a bit of a thing but then you know by 80 by the time I was doing karate 
it wasn't popular and then the Karate Kid came out at the same time that I was doing karate so it's like wow so it'd be, karate became a bit more popular well a lot more popular around the world I guess so the Karate Kid movies came out and they did that but as far as martial arts movies were it was well the, the ones that were available for me there were a lot of them were old old movies and dubbed or maybe subtitled but quite often dubbed and it, they were yeah some of them were I loved them I don't care I loved every single one I didn't dislike one to be honest I loved them all so I watched every movie that I could and also as I said I used to get books for, from other styles of Kung Fu and I used to practice the forms and the movements of the different styles of Kung Fu like Shaolin monkey boxing drunken whatever blah blah you know it's all different ones and I didn't know what I was doing but they'd show you they'd be literally the person and show you the movement and the next movement and then the next movement and then the next movement and the next and they'd show you like the whole thing maybe like 25 movements in this form or uh, Carter or whatever I don't whatever it's called in that style and here's a bunch of movements like blocking, punching, kicking, whatever. And yeah, I used to practice it. It was weird. I just loved it. Loved all that. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I even turned my bedroom into a bit of a gym. I had a a tennis ball with string attached to the ceiling and string attached to the to the what's it? the floor and I used to practice hitting that because it's because it's very it's, I don't know it's about focusing on that I don't know what, what the right word is because it's quite a small object to hit and it bounces around I think I had elastic bands either side so it was, I used to do that and then I had a bit of string across the wall from one wall to the other and I used to bob up and down between the string. So yeah, I used to do all that stuff. It used to be fun. Those was the good old days. Yes. And my favourite thing of all was the punch bag. I used to love the punch bag. And it was really good for an adolescent that I was. Because... At that stage, pretty much, once I started doing karate, I got on okay with my dad, and he he was supportive actually. He set up the gym for me. He had this conservatory on its own, like a, a building. I don't know what you. I don't know, like, not a caravan, but it was not a shed, but it's a. A, an out outbuilding so he had part of it was his office he also had a lot of his other stuff in there and he has a toilet in there as well 
but he gave me some space for my punch bags. And he gave me one, uh, it was a, a kit bag, like an old army kit bag that he filled with, I think he filled that with feathers, not feathers, um, dusters, like rags and stuff. So it was light. And then I bought a punch bag and we filled that with sawdust. And that was heavy. And so basically we had the, he put a screw thing in the, the ceiling and we could just take each one off. So I'd use which one I wanted to use. So I'd take off the heavy one and put the light one in if I wanted to use that. And that was good for technique. Uh, heavy one was good for having a good old punch and kick. And I used to, it used to be good because my oldest brother used, well, my both, my both my brothers, like older brothers do, used to wind me up. I used to get annoyed and I'd go down the garden and I'd beat up the punch bag. And it really helped. Really did help. And yeah, I've had quite a few punch bags since then. I've got one now. I've also got a punch ball. I've also got a desk that I keep banging with my hand. Yes. Yes, a desk. Hmm. Banging with my hand. Yes. So outside of that, I did the comedy that, you know, for eight years. So I've tried different things to to really be good. I wanted to be good at something. I was never good enough for that. I didn't have the uh, discipline or the skill or whatever. I had the whatever you want to call to get on stage in front of people I could do that and that is something that I know a lot of people can't do or would never be able to do or feel they'd never be able to do it so I could do that but yeah I wasn't wasn't I had some good nights but I had more bad nights than good nights with doing that I did about 250 gigs during my time and I'd be I'd be surprised if ten percent were really good. There was quite a few okay gigs, but really stormers like absolute you know brilliant gigs. Probably I'd, I'd be be surprised if I had at least twenty five out of the two hundred and fifty. It's not a lot. But hey, hey ho! But I had some okay ones. But I also closed down quite a few comedy clubs. You know, I did some gigs, and it'd be a pub. You know, a room in a pub, rented out, and the landlord would say to the person renting the room out, "You're not coming back." because of stuff something I said I'd gone on and said something offensive and they would, they would <laughs> it's not funny really but it's uh, had a bit of a reputation for a while and they'd close it so that the, cl the club would close I actually fell out with a really good friend for a while over that yeah we was in this pub 
in the middle of it was like in the middle of nowhere but it was there was a few people in there like this sort of local pub and he was a professional comedian you know he was doing it for a living and he was really good so I went on before him and by the time he went on stage there was hardly anyone left and I think during his act people just left and they called the whole thing off because of me and apparently they were going to riot they was they were so, they were upset it's a long time ago this is this is when I was in my early 20s so you know it's 30 odd years ago 30 you know 28 years ago whatever but yeah he didn't talk to me for quite a while after that if it gave me the end and he was my first ever friend in in the comedy world I met him my very first night that I did a gig and we were friends after that I haven't seen him for years now but is yeah I felt I felt bad but he's I think what he was upset because I think he didn't get paid <clears throat> which was annoying for him because he was supposed to get paid also he really thought that we were going to get lynched because of the reaction he's I remember speaking to him later on he said I'm surprised we got out of there yeah, it's like okay, wow. Well, I wasn't great at reading a room, <laughs> you could say. But uh, it's hard to believe. Hard to believe. I know. Listen to me now. Oh, really? You used to be rude. Yeah, I used to be. I'm not now. As long as I take my medication, I'm fine. I'll take. <laughs> I'll take anti-rude medication no I can still be rude but I'm not I choose not to back then it's almost like I'd, it was an act it was just an act I was just doing it as, a, as an act and if I say it enough times maybe it becomes real but I did believe I was a nice person off stage and on stage not so much but I think at one point it got a little bit muddled between on stage and off stage and I kind of became that person off stage and I don't know I think generally I'm quite a decent person I'm calm I'm quiet I mean, you know, peaceful. I've always kind of really liked a quiet life. But I think I lost my way a little bit at different times in my life. But managed to get back, I think. Yeah, I lost my way a little bit when I was doing sales in um, insurance when I first started. I got so caught up in it and I was living it that's all I was doing and I kind of had a blowout really I blew, blew a 
not a break, well, kind of a breakdown, but you know, I just blew out of steam, overdid it. But the thing is that this is something that I'd wanted for years and years and years to be sales, to be good at sales, and suddenly I was. Not suddenly, but suddenly life has no meaning to me. Suddenly I was in a position where I was and this isn't bragging. It's just I, I like factual stuff sometimes. I was brilliant. No, I was the best in the whole world. No, I was I think I was number two. A number two salesperson out of about 250 maybe 200 250 salespeople. I say number two I wasn't always number two but I was in the top five pretty much the whole time from it took me a while actually so I started at the end it started in September October November, December, January, February. So I had five months where I was learning the ropes and I wasn't doing very well. I wasn't doing great, I wasn't doing bad, I just was just doing okay. But I was learning how to do the job. Learning the information and, you know, learning by doing. And then March, April, suddenly... I'm on the leaderboard and it was almost like I didn't even exist until that moment no one knew who I was I was just this bloke and suddenly who's this Jason because they had this big board on on the wall and the manager used to write down who was at the head for the month or for the week who was top of the week who had the highest conversion I was overall the top because I had no one had a better conversion than me. I always had the best conversion, but I took I took less calls, and I'd be on the phone for ages, and they'd moan at me. But then my conversion really made a difference to the whole team, so it made it kept the conversion down for my for my sales team. So it was quite valuable for them. Great for me because I was always the best conversion. I feel I, I think I was about 24, 25%. So that from 24, probably 25% sales um, from the quote. It was car insurance, but so people phoned up, had a quote, 25% would buy. And I think it was... 15% of calls to sell. They might think, well, why is that different? Well, some people call up because they they thought we were the laundrette. Or they'd call up to speak to... Uh, because their car had broken down and they were on the side of the road. Or they'd call up because they wanted to renew their insurance. They'd, you know, to get through to my number or through to my phone... And there's nothing I could do. Or they wanted to get a quotation for next decade. Or for a car that they don't even own. Or a car they're going to buy for their uh, 17 year old child. 
uh, in seven, you know, it's like seven years' time. It's that kind of weird thing. So I've got a lot of um, wasted phone calls, but I still managed to hit 15% sales out of all the calls, regardless of what they were for. And I, I remember I kept those statistics because I took them with me. Ironically, I took them with me um, because I, when I left the job, because I was, I'd been, I was ill when I left the job. But I went back and spoke to my supervisor, my team leader, and I said, "Do me a favour, please. I'm going to apply for a job at another company, AXA. Funny enough, AXA was that's where I applied." And I took, I said, can you just print out my stats for the last year? And he did so. You know, just to show the, the conversion, quote to sale and all that stuff. And I said, brilliant, you know, great. So he did that. I said, thank you. I took it to the interview with me. And they were saying, why are you prepared to work for a lot less money than you were getting before? and there's no bonus here and I said it's fine because now I'm thinking I'd like to maybe get back into insurance now that I'm feeling better I've had a break uh, I'd like to maybe look at progressing the management maybe something like that not relying upon a sales bonus you know and they still didn't give me the job even though I proved to them in writing, like in statistics, we love statistics, don't we, ladies and gentlemen? I proved to them that I was that I'd done well, but I was also honest with them why I left the job, because I'd become ill, and I told them why and how it happened and all that stuff, and yeah, they clearly didn't want me because of that. It wasn't because I was an overachiever. Overachiever. I've never been called an overachiever. Overeater. Not an overachiever. Uh, I know, is this normal? I've got some scales. Are they supposed to yell when you stand on them? I don't know. Uh, so, I'm going to go. It's time to go today. Now, now. You realise I started this eight minutes past three. It's now quarter past five. Now I know I've not been talking for over an hour or over two hours. But it is one hour and twenty-four minutes on the clock over there. So I clearly had a couple of breaks. Unfortunately, it's it's weird. I don't. I don't really like. When I get disrupted, I forget what I was talking about, you know? It ruins the flow somewhat. But hey, happy day after Boxing Day to everyone. I don't know, there's not really anything. New Year's Eve's the next thing, isn't it? And then New Year's Day. And then that's it, isn't it? Until Easter. Oh no, wait a minute, Pancake Day. And then you've got Valentine's Day. I don't know which is... Do you have... Do you celebrate Pancake Day where you are in the country or in the world? We call it Shrove Tuesday, Pancake Day here. And it's 
um, we just have pancakes. Now, I don't have pancakes because I don't know how to make them. But I have had them in the past. And they're yummy. Some, uh, yeah, with some sugar and lemon. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Valentine's Day, isn't that February? And then Easter. So there's three things Easter. And then. Oh, 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 oh. What's it? Uh, Friday. Hot Cross Monday. So there's a Friday before Easter. So Hot Cross Monday. Then, then Easter. Chocolate cake. Chocolate Easter egg day. And then. The summer. Oh, spring. I love spring. You know, two of my favourite times of the year is the very first day of the year. I love it. I love, I don't care what the weather's like. I just love the beginning of a new year. Always have. Always will, I think. I just love it. It's something special. It's like a new, a new adventure. It's a new, a new time, a new turning a new page. I don't know what it is. It's just or picking up a new book. It's I just love it. I love it. Always have. And the second one probably is around about March, April time, spring, when everything starts to open up again. Everything starts to petal. The the, the trees start to blossom, and the starts to be nicer weather. Um, and the birds you know it's getting lighter earlier the birds are singing in the trees uh, till quite late at night and starting early in the morning it's later in the evening you know it's, it's uh, later in the evening it's, it's lighter for longer my stomach's going weird now ah, I love it and that's it that's the two parts of the year that I really like so, you know, it's quite handy because I love New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, you know, the new year. And it's good to have something when it's cold. It should be cold New Year's Day. It's, it's this time of year. But I don't care because I, I love the fact that it's a new, like new opportunities. And then spring is like new life a new year as well it's almost like a new beginning so two new beginnings in a year and maybe birthday as well that's the end of August maybe you know maybe that as well but more so New Year's Eve New Year's Day rather or New Year's you know midnight New Year's Eve so that'll be good always look forward to that I do just uh, it's not so much New Year's resolutions as much as I want to make next year better than this year I want to I want to accomplish something I've got some ideas and I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna see it out and I'm gonna see how I can grow things, make things better, you know. 
I mean, as it is, it's things are really starting to go quite well anyway. But you know, with the YouTube channel, that's like even even more kind of I don't know if the word exciting, but more interesting to think. Well, how's that going to go over the next? I don't know, year, next 12 months, 809 subscribers now, tiny amount of subscribers, but what's it going to be in a year's time, will I be able to get to 10,000 subscribers in a year, who knows, maybe it is possible, it might be, it might, I mean if you think about it, I've got 100 and, ooh, what is it, 123 videos now on my YouTube channel. A lot of them are waiting to be released, but there's 123 videos. By the end of the year, there's probably going to be another 1,000 videos. So, you know, maybe I will have... Well, I will have more than 809 subscribers. Maybe I'll have 812. Wow. Can you imagine that? Making a thousand new videos and only three new subscribers. Blimey. Even I would uh, question that. Right, I'm going to go. Thank you very much for listening. Remember to be kind to yourself because you do deserve to be happy. Try being more gentle. Just, you know, a bit more gentle with yourself. Do something that you enjoy doing. Just take it easy. So I will speak to you again tomorrow. Lots of love.